You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee here in the Farm Bureau Studios in downtown Starkville. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. We took a week off last week. Charlie, we're getting ready for baseball season. Kind of had to have that final weekend for rest and relaxation. I can't go there, man. <laughs> I can't go to baseball yet. I'm fired up about yesterday. I am too. I am. Man, look, it's been no secret. I'm a Chris Jans guy. I love what he's doing with this basketball team. In the past three games – if that doesn't have you feeling a little nostalgic about Mississippi State basketball, we didn't have a huge crowd yesterday, but they but were active. It was a loud crowd. It was a loud crowd, and and you had some points in there where it felt good. You know what I'm saying? You know, you look back to – I think back when I was in you know, high school, college, same way with you, Charlie, and you come to a game up here, and it was just different, man. And nothing beats to me. Nothing beats the hump. When it gets loud, I don't know if it's the acoustics. Remember, we used to have the old paneling at the top and the roof. Oh yeah, and, and the it, ceiling tiles. The ceiling tiles, and then they took the ceiling tiles out in what 1998. And it changed the place. And it completely changed the place. Everything rattles off that uh, that metal roof up there. Remember, we used to have the rubber floor. Yes. Think about that. We played on a rubber mat. Look <laughs> <laughs> how far we've come. Yeah, for several years we had the rubber mat, and then they brought the floor in on top of that. And now you've got just the wood – you had just the wood floor. Now we, we brought that back in. So, um, anyway, man, yeah, I agree, I agree with you. Yesterday was a good win. Memphis – or uh, Missouri is a team – Looked like a football team. Yeah. And um, I uh, I watched the game on TV yesterday, and it was driven in about how – athletic Missouri was and how up-tempo Missouri was and how good offensively they were, we held that bunch to 52 points. That was 30 points below their average. You know, I always like to dig into the numbers, and you and I always talk about, all right, what was the difference? The difference in the ball game yesterday was – you can't often say this. You know what it was? We made more shots than they did. Yeah. We both took 50 shots. They made 16. We made 21. That was it. You look at all the numbers, they were about the same. Now, I, I laughed because I was eating dinner last night. Somebody walked by. I was like, man, I tell you what, our three-point defense was good. We weren't giving up many threes. They couldn't make a three. Like, well, we were three of 20. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you take out Shaq more, everybody else combines to go one of 18. It's not like we had the old Daryl Wilson days going out there. You know, the thing that stood out to me yesterday is how many times are we talk in a baseball game about teams that answer? You know, if you somebody scores a run at the top of the inning, the next team comes back and, and answers. Scores a run in the bottom of the inning or scores two runs in the, in the bottom of the inning. I thought yesterday was a day where Missouri, when they made a run, you know, they got it and they tied the game early in the first half. We come back down or get it to two points. We come back down and DJ comes flying through the lane and dunks it. Oh, my gosh. That was – It was it was cool. And so then 
there were several situations yesterday. It felt like Missouri's about to pop back in this thing and get a little momentum. Had a little help along the way, too. They did. And after the, the technical foul on Deshaun Davis in the second half. How do you review and come up with a technical there? Did you see the replay? Sean Jones got absolutely slung down, knocked down in the first half. And we ain't, we ain't looked at that one, all right? No, I thought – I don't want to harp on officiating every single time we get together. Maybe it's hard. Maybe it's harder than we think. Maybe football officiating is hard. I hope it is. Maybe, but those guys are getting paid very, very handsomely. There was a lot of reviews yesterday. Yeah, it was. How was the broadcast, by the way? So, I didn't get to watch. One of my frustrations with the broadcast here this year, quite honestly, is the sound levels. Yeah. I mean, those guys were in the arena but sometimes they've been there, and everybody's like, man, I'm tired of these remote broadcasters. Like, no, they're actually sitting there. There's a sound issue. What was it? I thought the sound, yeah, I thought the sound was better yesterday. You know, Paul Sunderland is the play-by-play guy. Joe Klein was the uh, color analyst. And they call me monotone. In, and people, um, you know, Paul Sunderland is very much like music, and he's v- very much like you know some types of food. There's a lot of people that like it and a lot of people that don't. And Paul Sunderland, the times I've got, I'm, I'm trying to be very, very diplomatic here. You, you understand that? I do. And the times I've been around Paul Sunderland, he has been a fantastic human being. Yeah, well, he's been great to talk to. Been a very, basketball. very nice guy to talk to. And so, you know, he's a different style. You know, here's the, th- the thing about Paul Sunderland. A lot of these guys that do play-by-play, and they have these deep pipes, and they're really good broadcasters that never played a lick of sports in their life. And Paul Sunderland was an Olympic champion in volleyball. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy was an athlete. You know, Sunderland told me this story. Apparently, he lives in Malibu. Right. But the issue is he, like, inherited the house. <laughs> and there's, like, all sorts of deals about how his taxes can't escalate. Basically, he's living in a multimillion-dollar home. For nothing, kind of thing. Okay, know. so he's in he's in Malibu. I thought he was it's in Santa somewhere Bar- out there. It's it's California. They're all the same. Well, thing. I didn't know if it was Santa Barbara or Malibu. Is that I don't even know the difference. Santa That's Bar- my California. Santa Barbara's a little bit further up. So you know you got. I'd Mal- associate that more with volleyball, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'll go with Santa Barbara. You got Malibu, which is where Pepperdine is. You got Dukes of Malibu that's right there on the coast. You drive on up. I had a nice romantic dinner there one night with my brother and Mike Nemeth. <laughs> and then oh, you, you keep on driving up the coast and you get to, to Santa Barbara. That's where Ben Howland, you know, is from. Is or Wikipedia says LA. Okay. So somewhere North LA within the greater Los Angeles footprint. Anyway, Paul Sunderland is a nice guy. Now the thing that he does is he probably offers more opinion as a play-by-play guy than anybody else does. Anyway, long story short, I had no problem with the broadcast yesterday. I think the reason I had no problem with the broadcast yesterday, Charlie, is we were winning. I was not a, I was not as high anxiety. We were not fighting from behind. You know, we had the lead the whole day. I think that put me in a pretty good mood yesterday. So, Tolu Smith. Tolu yeah. Smith. Early in the year, let's just be honest. I mean, I'm, you and I are looking at each other and like, what what is wrong? Well, the past few games, that guy's playing like a first team All Conference player. I wish we had Chris Jansen here to ask him this question, because it seemed like early in the year he was getting more double teams and everything was. There's a 
we all know that we've had trouble shooting the basketball. Everybody in the country knows we've had trouble shooting the basketball. But over the last few games, our ball movement has been better than it has been all season long. All right, the other thing that happened for Tolu yesterday was the buildup of Missouri. I mean, that matchup was good for him. That was a team that wanted to press. They basically played two forwards. They didn't have a center. Right. And so when you're going to guard the length of the floor and you're going to get in the lanes, you're going to run, you got to give up something somewhere. And I thought they gave it up in the post defensively. Uh, he's been good. His free throw shooting has been good. Some of the supporting cast, we still can't shoot, but we're playing better. I feel like, though, this team is is starting to believe in itself a little bit. That's some good wins. Well, that's what I was about to go to. It seemed like the Alabama game on the road was the turning point offensively. And it may not be shooting the basketball, and the numbers may not be there. But it seemed like we moved the ball more, got it more spread out. We were not trying to drive as much, and people wouldn't sag into the lane as much. It's What it's done is it's free Tolu up. It's more one-on-one. If you watch him over the last week and a half, he's getting more one-on-ones on the inside. And he works around the basket. Yeah, he's getting he's getting one-on-ones like Will McNair was getting three weeks ago when everybody was doubling Tolu. And so now you've got the floor spread. You're moving the ball better. You're getting more high-percentage shots. And I think, hey, I, if you go back at the end of the year and you say, hey, what was the turning point? You know, this team had lost so many – five games in a row, whatever – and then you go to South Carolina and you win. You just needed a win. Man, you look back at our schedule to start the season, playing Alabama twice, Alabama's legit. Tennessee is a good basketball team. Playing Auburn on the road. Our schedule in the first eight games of the season was unbelievable. Now, if you play Georgia at home instead of on the road, I think Florida was just a byproduct of you were just completely just whipped down. If you flip the schedule and you play our last eight games first, I think we're a completely different basketball team. See Isaiah Mosley out there yesterday? Saw Isaiah yesterday. He's a good-looking athlete. He is a good-looking athlete. Boy, though, they don't play him a ton. No. Not as much as they need to. I, I wasn't entirely sure he was going to play yesterday. He's a little all over the map. But, uh, hey, it was a good win. It was a good tough win. It was a good atmosphere. It's fun, man. I'm, I'm just telling you, I, it is no secret. Because what have we said for years? We don't talk about basketball. And that was a little bit tongue-in-cheek, and but there's a little truth in every joke, right? But I'm enjoying this. I've enjoyed this season. I love seeing us compete. Now, if we want to be – I hate to use the word good again. We have a good basketball team. The record doesn't completely bear it out. But if we want to be good again, we have to figure out a way to find someone who can throw it in the ocean. Right, you got to have a shooter. You do. Um, I think the the constant in basketball is very similar to, to with their defense. Okay, our defense in basketball and our rebounding in basketball is very similar to pitching in baseball. That can travel. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have bad offensive nights in baseball. Sometimes you have bad offensive nights in sports or whatever. But defense or rebounding that travels, and that's one of the good things about. Our team. You think about how many football games we've won over the last three years because we were punt and play defense. Yeah, we were good on defense. So, okay, let me ask you this question. All right, if we're talking about our team right now, two weeks ago you just said we're dead in the water, got no shot whatsoever. We had a good non-conference season except for that loss to Drake at the very end. But you look at what's coming down the pipe. Uh, you got LSU on Wednesday night, eight o'clock. Man, I hate gotta that. Gotta win o'clock. that game. Gotta win that game. Then you go to Arkansas next Saturday. I will never predict that in the win column. No, not to say you can't go steal one, 
they didn't look great against South Carolina. I think there's a lot of teams in the league that remind me of Mark Gottfried's Alabama teams. Is they're very good at home and they're suspect on the road right now. I think of Arkansas, who barely won at South Carolina yesterday, but they're a different team. Auburn. Auburn's a different team at home than on the road. I wish we'd have played them at home. So, realistically, I've got to put that in the lost column. So, it's one and one. Okay, here's the big one. You play Kentucky at home. Hmm, On the 15th. That's a week from Wednesday. Kentucky at home. Kentucky hasn't been great on the road. And they're getting better. you know what everybody's talking about? Everybody is talking about Kentucky like they're – you know, just falling apart. They're not any good. Well, they got three league losses. Yeah, and then you go to you go to Ole Miss. I mean, it's not like they're. I'm putting Kentucky. I'm putting Kentucky in the win column. All right. I'm saying that is win. a game. I will say this: that is a game. When we go back to when we were good, that's a game that was going to be tough. It was going to be physical, and we were going to win by four. Yeah. So then you go to Ole Miss. That's got to be a win, right? Oh, you better walk the dog up there. Yeah. Then you go to Missouri. At Missouri, it's going to be tougher to play up there. I'm putting that in a loss. Yeah, I, th- I would. Okay. Then you got A&M at home. Buzz and that group's been different on the road this year. You got to win your home game there. You got South Carolina at home. Got to win that Got to win that one. And then you go to Vanderbilt, all right? You're going to win that one. Got to. Got to win that one, too. So you've only put, what, two games in the loss column down the stretch? I'm saying you're going six and two down the stretch. Uh, is that is – that, Eternally optimist right there? I think it is. I mean, I think I'm, you know. It feels a little bit like when I was a kid. I used to get the Mississippi State baseball schedule out, and I'd be thinking about the games. And I basically had every season in my mind with us going like 52-8, and eight, right? <laughs> oh, we'll beat Auburn. But, I mean, these games play out. They're, there's such a narrow gap. It is. So, um, so if that but happens. But if I told you right now, let, let's forget that. You've got 6-2. and two, I don't want to say best case, but I, I think six and two is kind of a reasonable best case, don't you? I think so. If I told you right now, I'll give you five and three. Uh, Get you to 20 wins, but it's got you with a losing record in the league, right? Make you eight and 10. Well, that's what I was about to say. In my scenario, it's six and two. That puts you at nine and nine in the league and 21 and 10 overall. And so that means you have won eight of your last ten games in a regular season. You're sitting at nine and nine in the league, twenty-one and ten overall, eight quad one and two wins. You don't have a quad three or four loss. I'm thinking that puts you in, Charlie. Especially wait, if you, wait, 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 time out, time out. We're three and seven in the league, and now you're trying to get me in the tournament. All I'm saying is, is there's a path. All okay. I'm saying is, is you don't give up on this team right now. I'm saying there's a, there is a path to success. Yes, there is. I think for me, though, I'm taking a macro approach here, and I'm looking at kind of where are we going with this program. And I believe next year, when the hump is done, when all we're not moving around scaffolding, <laughs> when people are back in there, when people have seen a team, I don't care if we go five and three, play in the NIT, what have you, okay? But t- people see a team competing getting better, it's very clear you're well-coached. You had a couple of shooters. Yeah. Okay, let I me – I guess what I'm saying is this. I'm being protective here. Yes, there is a path, but I don't want all my hopes and belief in this team to fall into whether we get in the tournament or not. I hate to use the theory of going back 
who do you put on this team? You know what I'm saying? I know you can't. I wish you could. You oh, can't. I had this talk. Who, did so you I really? This, yeah, so I was having the NIL argument with somebody the other day, and they said to me there is no reason. You should never play a, pay a player $200,000. And, of course, you can't pay for play NCAA disclaimers. This was an academic discussion. It's not an idea. Yes. So, but they told me, what's stupid, this guy's getting $200,000. I said, well, hey, I can tell you a point guard right now who has only scored in single digits one time this year, who scored in the 20, something like six or seven games out. One of those was 42. He's averaging six assists a game, four rebounds. And I go through and I said, would you pay him 400? Would you pay a guy that can score 23 a night for you on 40% shooting from three-point range? What would it do to this team? Now we're not talking about getting in. We're talking about are we an elite eight team? I'm going to be right. glass half empty. Can yeah. he play defense? Well, does it make the other guys mad? They're not getting these shots, or they're you know they're they're. Hey, well, he has six assists. <laughs> That's the point, though. You get what I'm saying? I do. And so, but so then I got to the the argument that I made or the comment I made. I said, how much would you give for Daryl Wilson to be on this team? How much would you give for Timmy Bowers? Oh, or okay. Some Frazier. But so here's what I asked. I got to thinking. Remember you and I started this podcast with the show of, of a draft of MSU baseball players. Yes. But they couldn't play in the majors. So if they played in the major leagues, even a game, they're out. They can't be drafted. We both drafted 25 players. So in that same spirit, what I say to you when you say, who would you add? My question then is, who would you add if I told you that Jeff Malone is out. Okay. That Timmy Bowers, Winsome Frazier, if you uh, take Jarvis Varnado out. Okay. So I guess first question is, are you going in the post or are you going at guard? And who are you going to add? You got to go guard. You got to have scoring. Jamont Gordon. Can you imagine Jamont Gordon? Can he defend well enough for this? Yes. He's physical enough for this. Physical enough. All right. So guard wise, can shoot. Yeah, <laughs> pretty tough. Randy Stewart. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it. So, yesterday at the game, I don't know what happened to me, but something made me think of Dietrich White. Really? No, no, no excuse me. Not Dietrich White. Dietrich Slater. Dietrich Slater. So, I got to think about Dietrich Slater. But then this morning, thinking about Dietrich Slater – Got me thinking about Dietrich White, who I put on the underrated list of guards that we've had. Have I ever told you about the game that I played in high school against Dietrich White and Horatio Webster when Nana Warrior played Durant? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At the Louisville High School gym, Dietrich White threw a lob off the back glass on a two-on-one. This is a true story. Two-on-one coming down, and you've got Horatio Webster on one side, Dietrich White on the other, and you've got Bart Gregory in the two-on-one, and I kid you not, this is a true story. Were posterized there? Dietrich White bounced it off the glass to Horatio Webster, who brought it down. And then you know what I did? I clapped. I was like, hey. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing you can do but smile, man. Um, so, yeah, I Would mean. Would you add a Dietrich White? He made some big shots. He did make some big shots. Horatio Webster made some big shots. Randy Stewart made some big ones. Man. Barry Stewart, we know we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're, we're talking about Barry Stewart, of course. Mr. Jack used to call him Randy Stewart. Well, I would add Shane Power, maybe. Shane Power would be very good. He would be a steady force offensively for you. Boy, talk about needing steady. Here's my argument for Shane Power. 
Yesterday in the ball game, we're up 10, 11, 12. We're in about the final minute and a half, two minutes. I know it's over, but I'm the one guy in the stand saying, hold on, guys, this ain't over. Everybody's got the keys out and all this. We have the ball and with about 20-some-odd seconds on the shot clock. Shaq Moore drives the lane and tries to throw a lob to Tolu, which goes off the backboard. They get it, run the floor, and make a three. I thought Chris Jans was going to pass out. I mean, you could just see. he did, His face didn't turn red. It went straight to purple. You know? So, like, Shane Power was the guy. You, don't, you didn't expect that kind of thing out of him. No, you you, you didn't. Um, but hey, it was yesterday was fun, man. It was it was a lot of fun. Tolu has gotten so much better. Free throw shooting has gotten so much better. I think a lot of it is just we got war down in there. Tony Watts, Tony Watts. Would Tony Watts fit on this team? I Tony think so. Watts could. He was athletic enough to defend, and he could shoot. He could shoot. He could create. He was fast. And if you had Tony Watts. You can play him at the one or the two. You know what Tony Watts could do? Tony Watts could could get from baseline to baseline faster than anybody I've ever seen. Would you put Zimmerman in that conversation? Zimmerman would Do you remember fit. the baseline to baseline at Ole Miss? <laughs> that was the night that Jack in the post game said, the tad pad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was there that night right under the goal, and hey – Flanagan had just hit a shot for Ole Miss, got an and one. There you go, up one point. What's it, what, five seconds to go? And we got that thing to Zimmerman, and he drove down and laid that thing in. And that place went from just overly crazy to silence in a hurry. Yeah, that was an awesome night. Yeah, I put Zimmerman, Zimmerman defensively and athletically in this style. I think, I don't think he you just know, wasn't the pure shooter that no, I'm he for. wasn't. No, he wasn't the shooter, but he could get to the rim. I mean, he would, he would get to the rim in a hurry. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I would say Timmy Bowers. That's my. I mean, that that that's the guy. I look back at and just say, man, and that's I, a generational thing. So you would go Timmy, and I'd go Daryl. Yeah, you know, it might. Oh no, I would go Daryl Wilson. No, I would go Daryl. I mean, no, I, I would. I would go Daryl. My first ever to come here and shoot. You know, look, Bullard. Yeah, what would Bullard do on this team? So, Man, hey, we've had some physical point guards. All right, you think about Bullard. Qualifies. Oh, yeah. You think about Bullard. You think about Jamont. I mean, we've had some guys, Zimmerman defensively out there, out top. Hey, I like uh, Michael Goler in his offense. Goler's a, you know, he was a hard defender. Brandon Vincent. Of course, then you're all of a sudden you're going along front line and not guards. But, yeah. I think Brandon Vincent is, I would, I like Brandon Vincent as a player. There's a little too much overlap with what I'm asking Cam Matthews to do right now. I was going to say, if you put Cam Matthews and Brandon Vincent in the 1-3-1 together, <laughs> I mean, they would either foul out <laughs> or, you know. But you know what you would do? You would just run the 1-3-1 the whole game. The whole game. And just, yeah. just whenever you need a break, raise your hand, the other guy comes in. Well, that's a, a look at basketball. Of course, we are in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Start. Well, Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Agents all across the state of Mississippi. And so go with the home team, home life, auto, whatever you're in the market for in the insurance world, life. See our good friends at Farm Bureau. And once again, the Sunday coffee brought to you by our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. So Charlie and I both have 
our strange brew this morning. I stopped by and I actually picked up your coffee for you this morning, Charlie. Went to the University Drive location before coming into the studios. Shane and the, the gang, they've opened up a new place over in Tuscaloosa as well, so now four locations. Two here in Start, well, that's where it all started. Then it morphed into Tupelo at Brupolo and now in Tuscaloosa as well. So strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. You can go online and get it shipped directly to you. Coffee mugs, hats, shirts, trinkets, coffee, whatever. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Charlie, you mentioned baseball. And, you know, we were trying to think about, we talked about taking the week off last week. You get ready for baseball season. Now you're in the month of February. We're under two weeks to go now. D. Boss would fit on this team. I know you're trying to turn into baseball, but we haven't mentioned D. Boss lately. He could shoot. D. Boss could play on this team. And he lets you put Rams Davis at the two if you need to. So, anyway, I, I'm done with that. It just hit me that I kind of felt like we were shorting the guy. Yeah. Craig Sword, he was a defender on the outside. I don't know if Craig can shoot enough. I like I like I liked him though. I like Craig Sword. Um, All right, so now we're talking about baseball. Baseball had a scrimmage yesterday, and what's our mode of operation going to be next? I guess next Sunday is when we flip the script and go into baseball, and then we'll have our interview show starting the week before the first game. We got VMI the first week, and Wolf. we'll have our tracks plus deep dig tracks. VMI is not very good, by the way. Yeah, last year I don't know what they are this year, but they will have to be quite improved for me to be able to stomach a loss in the opening weekend. Yeah, and the thing about this year compared to last year for us, one is you're not you know coming off the national championship, and then two, you're not playing against a Long Beach State team that thought they were going to be really good last year. <laughs> Luis Ramirez looked really good. Yeah. And he, so, he and what Jack Noble was the guy on Saturday. Yeah, he was a middle was reliever. Like four innings of nothing but eighty mile an hour change ups. Nothing but sink, man. He was just throwing. We couldn't swing. <laughs> Golly. So baseball is going to look a little bit different this year. Had a scrimmage yesterday. All right, hold on. Let's talk about like our structure for baseball season. Okay, football. We were doing a Sunday show, a midweek show. And then the Friday deep the dig. Friday deep dig with tracks plus. It'll be the exact same in baseball, right? That was my thought. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think we just keep the good thing rolling. Midweek with the interview show. Of course, that one goes on WFCA one hundred seven point nine. So we have to be on good behavior. So there. here would be my thought, right? So we we continue with Sunday coffee. We have our midweek show. We have our deep dig going into the weekend. But I think some weekends will merit a Monday 15, 20-minute, kind of put a cap on the weekend. Meaning if we go into an SEC weekend, we've played two, we come in here, talk about getting ready for the third, we might need a little – Yeah, just a just little a, bit of – little addendum, a cap on it. Addendum. Yeah. Addendum. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, well, baseball-wise, we talk about it looking a little bit different this year. And so you start – I guess you know you lose a Logan Tanner, you know you you lose a Brad Cumbus. Let's go around the field. Tell me what you think we're going to see. Oh, I, hey, don't get me there yet. I'm nowhere near that point yet. All right, Hunter Hines at first, Amani Larry at second, Forsyth at Forsyth. short. Although Mershon can play, apparently he can. Um, Slate offered at third. Slate offered at third. Hancock behind the plate. Yes, and now the outfield. Yeah. You, you feel like Dakota Jordan will be in the lineup. Has to be. 
Kellen Clark will obviously be in the lineup. So you've got one. So you basically got to figure out what are you going to do with the rest of those spots. Do you DH either one of those every now and then? Probably. Probably so. The Man, thing about say the, Dakota Jordan can hit. The thing about Dakota Jordan that I've seen, and I think of Dakota Jordan, I think of Hunter Hines, who's going to play first for you, is you've got guys with that exit velo. Sometimes we, we go all in on analytics, but there's just different sounds when a guy can hit. You know what I'm saying? It just sounds different, looks different when it comes off his bat. Kellum Clark's that way. The ball just looks different when it comes off his bat. Dakota Jordan's one of those guys, too. The other thing I hear about him is you know, what's the thing on young players? A lot of times they don't hit spin. They say he hits it just fine. Spin one, see what happens. Yeah. Well, so the addition-wise of pitching, the guy from Ball State, they say, has looked really good from don't, a closing, yeah. closing standpoint. You've got he, him. You've got Nixon that you, you, know, you start thinking about at the back of the bullpen. Um, Tyler Davis is going to be an interesting guy for us, the transfer from VCU. He is a guy, left-hander, but his his ball sinks almost backwards. Um, I don't think the catchers love catching him because it, it's a little bit unpredictable. It might break right. It might break left. High spin rate guy. So he's also going to be one of those guys, though, who could give you an out or who could give you four innings. Really? Yeah, so that's – I'm really excited to see what you're going to do about pitching because I'm still not entirely sure. You feel like Casey Hunt will be a starter. You do. But is Bradley Lofton going to be in the rotation to start? What are you going to do with Sente, Sent J, Durangelo? That's what we're going to call him. Right. So it'll be interesting. Durangelo is going to be just an interesting just spectacle to watch. And a lot of people think that he's going to be able to throw left-handed on Friday night and come back and throw right-handed on Saturday. It doesn't work like that. I mean, you got to start thinking about recuperation lower body. It's not about just arm. And he's going to go back and forth during some games. I mean, you'll see him left-handed maybe to one guy. You may, may see him right-handed to another guy. I'm going to be fascinated to see what drives his decision to go right or left versus switch hitter. Is it the metrics on that player? Hey, this guy's a switch hitter, but he's hitting 300 from the right side, 240 from the left. Do you mix it up? You know, one of the things we talk about is you go deeper in an outing. You don't want a guy to have seen you too many times. Do you throw left to him one time, right to him the other? You know, the thing that Gerangelo brings up is how many times in a ball game do you see a guy when he's using pitches? Say he's got three pitches. All right, I'm having a tough time locating my fastball, but I'm able to get the spin over. I'm able to locate changeup. I'm able to locate breaking ball, but I can't get fastball. So all of a sudden, I start living with breaking ball. In Gerangelo, I've got the feel left-handed, but I don't get the feel right-handed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so because we assume that he's going to go left on left, right on right, and you wonder though if there may be a time where he just says, "I get it, but I'm going to throw left-handed to this right-handed hitter." My slider just feel, the book. It's, my slider feels better out of the left hand than my fastball feels out of the right. That's so man, that's so weird. Oh, we're gonna have some fun with that. Absolutely. Hey, I'm looking forward to that. Hey, thanks again to our good friends at uh, Cannon Ford of Startwell. Cannon Ford. I talked to Chris Keen the other day out of Cannon Ford. They're getting more and more cars in right now, new and used cars. Their service center is wide open, man. It, it's it's an awesome place to go if you need your uh, you know, tires rotated. If you need a new set of tires, if you need an oil change, 
you need body workout in the body shop. But, uh, of course, the great customer service when it comes to buying a new or used car, our good friends at Cannon Ford of Startville. All right, Charlie. Hey, wait, you put something on Twitter that got my attention this weekend. Okay. You were in, was it a Sprint Mart? Yes. And they had country-pleasing like, sausage dogs? I was on the road on Friday trying to raise a little money, and I saw uh, a stop by a Sprint Mart. Of course, Sprint Marts are all over right now. And they've got that uh, the chick or whatever. It's like their side. You know, some people have the different kinds of chicken, you know, the crispy mm-hmm. chicken, whatever. They have the chick. Well, anyway, Country Pleasing is now selling their three cheese as like a sausage dog. Now, if you buy the grocery store, it's got the big old link. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Henry and those guys have the opportunity of putting just about anything in a casing for a hot dog or a sausage dog. And so we've got that three cheese and the sausage dog. And let me tell Free you. Three cheese is really good. Let me tell you this. I uh, I wore a little speck of it coming <laughs> home the other day. <laughs> tell you what, when you go to the baseball field, because they have that. That's the, pineapple. At well, baseball. They, you know, they mixed it up some last year because one the game they had a jalapeno cheddar. Did they really? With the spicy coleslaw. Hey, quick football note. Zach Arnett is building a staff that if nothing else is going to know the back roads of Mississippi and Alabama. Yes, sir. They're going to know the guy with the keys to the field house. They're going to know what time the coach shows up to work. I mean, I we talk all the time about, man, we got to recruit our area. We got to do all this. This is the most all-in I have ever seen our football staff go committed to recruiting the state of Mississippi and the surrounding areas. And you get the feeling that if you were an offensive coach and you walked in Zach Arnett's office and you said, man, there's this good-looking quarterback up in Pennsylvania, I need to take a look, that you probably just might as well clean out your office on the way in there. Well, in this week, too, we added Joey Jones. Of course, Joey was on the staff with Joe Moorhead as a special teams coach. And so Joey's coming in to be – very similar to, you know, a high school relations guy in the state of Alabama. Joey knows all the back roads of Alabama. And let me tell you this, the back roads of Alabama, we talk about Mississippi being last a lot of times. We got a lot better roads than Alabama's got in a lot of areas. Yeah, once 45 hits the Alabama line. Yeah. Think about how long it took that four lane to get done between Reform and Tuscaloosa, all right? So, Joey knows all those back roads. I still hear from people, by the way, whenever they get a ticket in Gordo or Reform. They're blaming us? No. It's kind of, <laughs> I, get, I get a little direct message. Hey, do you know one of the policemen over there? <laughs> no. no. Me, we, burnt, we burned those bridges. <laughs> <laughs> so, But Steve Campbell also. Of course, Steve was an offensive line coach here at one time. That was under Dan. And then um, Steve Campbell was, of course, the, the head coach at Delta State when they won the national championship. He's been at South Alabama. He's Mississippi Gulf Coast, but Steve knows all the back rows too. And these guys have great reputations with high school coaches, junior college coaches. And so, yeah, I'm excited about the staff. We had a couple good signees this past – several good signees this past week. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of goes to show you that there's going to be a lot of emphasis on high school, junior college talent with this program. I'm excited about it. Oh, I'm I'm really fired up. And – that's the one thing I want to go back and put one little cap on what I said a minute ago. By the way, let me ask you about that. When when I see somebody on Twitter say cap or no cap, do you, do you know what that's supposed to be telling me? Yeah, Sims told me the other day what cap and no cap means. And to, to be honest with you, I still hadn't just 
it hadn't sunk in yet. You know, when I get a cap on something I've said, I don't know whether I did something good or bad. I'm I'm always a little suspicious. But in any event, one note that I want to put on what I said about quarterbacks or players from other parts of the country, throw that out the window if they played at a junior college here. Yeah. I mean, if the guy's from Michigan, but he played in Decatur, if he's from Michigan, but he played in Boonville, a little different story. It is. So, yeah, those guys, man, I'm I'm excited about football. I really am. And, and Zach's been, been out and about and meeting a lot of coaches, meeting a lot of alumni right now. And, um, you know, Brad's been good, a good addition to the staff as well, Brad Peterson coming back. And so, man, yeah, everything we've said from a recruiting standpoint, from a negative standpoint, over the past 15 years um, has kind of – all those theories have gone out the, the window – Man, I wish we would recruit the state more. I wish we, you know, we had better relationships and guys that understood. And there's never been a bigger opening. There has never been a bigger contrast in the styles between us and our rival. That's right. And somebody was saying we're going to see which is right, which is wrong. They might both work. Yes. There, there may not be a path, but I think for us, I think it's very clear what our path is going to be. Now we did add some players through the portal. We still could see more. Saw a quarterback. Mike White come from Vandy, three hey, to play two. Keep that in mind, three to play two. Hey, we've had a lot of good feedback from our interview with Kevin Barbet a couple of weeks ago. God, what a dude. And, yeah, it. Uh, we've had a lot of listeners to that thing too. And, and by the way, hey, I, I want to say this too. Charlie and I have, have been traveling around a lot, and we say this a lot, especially during football season. And we went to a big meeting in Jackson last week, week four last, and Man, the number of people that walk up and talk about how they listen to the show, how much they enjoy the show. When are you coming out with, you know, Sunday coffee's not has not out at two o'clock on a Sunday. Where are you guys at? You, you lazy this morning? Hey, we appreciate it. This has been a it's been a really cool adventure that we've had over the last you know, three years now. And so, um, all the kind words. Hey, subscribe to it. Make sure you, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Like the podcast. Leave us analytics. We talk about analy- analytics and sports. But analytics in that podcast world means a lot, too, as far as what jumps up there. And so it's it's very important you do that. But, man, our, our listenership right now, I never would have dreamed three years ago when we started this thing that we'd be looking at the listenership we've got right now, the downloads each and every week. And so it's been really, really cool. And just want to say how much we appreciate all you guys. Anything for the common calls before we head out of here? No, I think uh... – I'm I'm actually excited. I, I do want to say this. I am excited about where we are in athletics. And, you know, look, there are some times in your life you just kind of have to fake a little excitement, right? <laughs> you kind of fake it till you make it. But I think right now I look around where we are and are you happy with where you are with your coaching staff in men's basketball? Yes. Are you happy where that program's headed? Absolutely. Baseball? Look, I get it last year. What a great – we just won a national championship two years ago. You feel pretty good about where you are, and you go back. So, so many people injured last year. That team is going to be better. You feel good about where you are as a program. I'm excited about football, and I don't want to be one of these guys who says, well, we got to go 10-2. and two. I don't want to put that kind of – those kind of tests, those kind of expectations – but I feel like we have a group in the football office for the first time in a long time who is one of us. 
Yeah. It, Zach Arnett grew up in New Mexico. He played in California. I get all that. That guy is a Mississippi guy. He is. I mean, he, I don't know that we – there have been very few coaches who fit our culture like he does. And so I'm I'm excited. Now we roll out and lose – <laughs> two out of three on opening weekend, and I'll be calling. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Hey, saw Jake Mangum uh, at dinner the other night. He was having dinner with his family, was getting set. He's going down to spring training with the Marlins down in Florida. Jake's got a chance to make that team. That's a, a team that doesn't have a center fielder. In fact, Jazz Chisholm, the second baseman, they're talking about moving to center field. Or actually, he's doing a lot of talking about it. So, I got this is going to be Jake's year I think where he's got a chance to play with confidence that's not a deep system no, at all he's got a chance to stick there and then of course we got some other friends we saw um, Jonathan Holder I got to see him down on the coast talk to him in town the other day he is going to camp with the Angels this year so he'll be out in Arizona with our friend Marcus Timms and Hunter Renfro so you got to – you know, Marcus did not – Marcus actually attended Mississippi State. That's what people don't know. He didn't play at Mississippi State. He attended Mississippi State. Lived in Starkville for a while. While he was playing. Yeah. And was getting some classes in. One of – obviously, we talk about that, one of our favorite human beings alive. But I think I'm going to go to Arizona for spring this year. I've been looking at one of our off weekends in March, and I think I'm going to get out there and see Holder. And That'd be a good see. trip. I think back, and you know, we we try not to give too much inside info, but when Marcus found out he he got the job with the Angels, and I was like, well, and then all of a sudden Renfro signs with the Angels, and I I, I sent him a text that says, I bet you're having a tough time getting in touch with uh, Renfro right now, and he was like, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get him to call me back, and it's hunting season, and so he was like, yeah, I had to wait for him to get off a deer stand to, to, to give me a call, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing both those guys. I like both those guys a lot, and so I actually talked to Marcus last week, and um, man, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Kendall Graveman and, of course, Chris Stratton and all of our major league guys. Uh, Nate Lowe had a great year last year. Do you see the Nate Lowe thing that was trending on Twitter? There is this deal meme, whatever the language is, but there's this running gag on Twitter to connect random athletes as dating Margot Robbie, Roby, whatever yeah, it is. she's a Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Um, and so Nate Lowe was that guy about a week ago. And so it was getting all sorts of play. But Oh, so he's not really dating Margot Robbie? No, like the next day it was somebody else. Oh, okay. It's a running a running gag. Well, dadgum. All right. I, I, left I mean, there are worse places to be connected. Yeah. You elevate your profile there. But. Send him a text, see if we can get her on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, and enjoyed it as always. Hey, uh, thanks once again to our good friends at Trax Plus as well. Trax Plus back on again with us for a, another year. Trax Plus with five locations. And uh, Saney Excavators, Mini Excavators. I want to. Here's my request because I got to drive a, a skid, skid steer. steer. Yeah. I want to I want to dig yeah I, I want to I want to run something that's a, an excavator I want, can we get that done this year here's what here's the here's the thing Charlie as I talked to Chad Tillman about a month ago who does their rental stuff out of the Hickory office and I need to rent a mulching head with either a skid steer or something 
because I want to do some lanes around the edge of my entire property. Is what I'll do is is when I rent it one weekend, I'll let you come down, and I'll let you mulch down a tree. I I'd, I'd like to do that. Well, a tree. I mean, you're going to be like a sapling, or I get to take down. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 you're going to get the time limit. You're going to get the time limit of about seven minutes. <laughs> Put in another quarter and <laughs> keep going. Exactly. So anyway, our good friends at Trax Plus go to traxplus.com for new or used equipment. Hey, Charlie, enjoyed it as always. Back at it next Saturday, uh, next Sunday. Hopefully, we're talking about a upset win on the road at Arkansas next Saturday. You going out to watch any baseball scrimmages? Yeah, I'll go out. This week is supposed to be pretty good outside. It does. Hey, but you know what the weather is going to be here in two weeks. What is it? Oh, like 30 and raining. Is it really? No. That's not what the forecast says. I just know it's opening week. Yeah. And and let me tell you this. I am not a good person to go to practice. I'm not a good person to go to football practice because I do have a little anxiety when it comes to sports. Is When I see a guy launch a home run, it's like Slade Alford. You know, Slade Alford hits a home run and he hits it off Pico Cone. I'm sitting there going, golly, what's wrong with Pico? You know, I'm not happy about Slade. And so, any time slate, I mean, that's the that's the thing about baseball. Is if somebody does well, I'm worried about the other. You know what I'm saying? That's not good. No, there's only so far you can go on inner squad, right? <laughs> it is. It is. The, uh, but I feel like this team's going to be pretty good. Real quick, because I, I want to touch on this. Around the league, LSU is going to be really good. Tennessee They're going to have a lot of pressure, really though. They're going to have Tennessee. Those teams are going to play with a lot of pressure. It's kind of like the Dodgers and the Yankees. You invest a lot in the lineup. You better get a lot. You because better get a lot. Because let me tell you this: if you you get down there on a Sunday afternoon, you've gotten beat on Friday night, and you don't start playing well, the natives down there get a little restless. Yeah, they don't keep it to themselves, do they? No, not at all. Is this the year Arkansas breaks through? I don't I know. Don't think so. You know, they put so much pressure on themselves internally with their head coach and everybody else. I mean, I just, you just kind of wonder. And they coach it differently late in the year than they do regular season anyway. I don't know. Well, I'll be out there. I'll, I'll go out there and watch some scrimmages this week. Feels like baseball now. Hey, enjoyed it as always. Thanks again for you guys listening. Uh, once again, thanks to our good friends at Farm Bureau. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Strange Brew Coffee. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Tracks Plus, go to tracksplus.com for new or used equipment. Cannon Ford of Starkville. Cannon Ford just east of Starkville on Highway 182. Our good friends at Country Pleasing Sausage. And also Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com for all your lending needs. So for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Coffee.